0: Track 6. Hi, Sarah. I'm trying to find out some information
1: about preparing for lectures to put in an advice booklet for new students. So could you give me some ideas?
2: Of course. You know, I used to worry about going to lectures because I found it so difficult to concentrate for an hour when I first started university. But now I've got a set of preparation techniques which help me get the most out of my lectures.
0: Great. Tell me, what do you do?
2: well it's important that new students realize that they can't just go and speak to their lecturers before the lecture preparing for a lecture is really our responsibility as students and there's no point reading too much otherwise you'll just get confused so really i'd recommend doing a little bit of reading in a general textbook talking about the lecture with your friends and making a list of things you want to know from the lecture Doing these things help me to focus on the lecture, but not get too stressed.
0: Those are great ideas. Thanks. Track 7
1: Students often get worried when they see unknown terminology on a lecture title, and this makes them think that they won't understand the content of the lecture. This is often not true. What I would advise is looking up the meaning of unknown terminology. A dictionary of business terms or reference book is fine for this. And then think about how much you understand it. Remember that a lecturer will usually give definitions and examples of new words and phrases, and that we don't expect students to understand everything before the lecture. I really want to stress that reading a lot before a lecture is not necessarily a good idea. Students should try to focus their reading as much as possible on the topic of the lecture. Don't just read generally and try to develop a process for preparing for lectures. For example, if we take the title of one of my lectures, The Impact of Print, Online and Visual Media on Election Results in EU Countries Post-2000, there are several things a student could do. First of all, if I were them, I would check the meanings of the key phrases here. Media and what constitutes print, online, and visual, as the lecturer may have different definitions from those used in everyday language. Then I would go to the library and search out books with an introduction to media and elections. Reading one or two chapters on each would be enough, in my opinion. This simple three step technique of checking key terms, finding introductory books to the topic, and reading one or two focused chapters could be used by students to prepare for any lecture, really. The connection between the topics, the impact part, is the topic of my lecture. Students don't need to know all that. Track 8
2: So, I don't really like going to lectures, because I always come out thinking there's so much I don't know. But I try to prepare as much as possible beforehand. I hate it if I get lost or lose the thread of the topic. Some lecturers speed up when they get excited about something, and that's when I start to lose focus. Anyway, I make sure I have a look at my notes from the last lecture to refresh my memory and see if there are any connections. Then I chat to my flatmates about it. We're all studying economics, so that's nice. Then I check the reading list and reserve any books online. It's always good to do that before the lecture, Usually what happens is that students come out of the lecture and go straight to the library, so I try to be one step ahead of everyone if possible. Then I like to have a quick flick through the books uh, a couple of days before the lecture, just to get an overview of the subject, really.
0: Track 9 So can everyone see the systems on this slide clearly?
1: Is that better now? Okay, great. Now, what I want to talk about here is how this first one is used by the government to predict the popularity levels of their policies in online surveys. This is a key issue for political parties and something the political analysts and bureaucrats have been struggling with for years. You see, there is a trade-off between asking the questions and putting ideas into people's heads. What do you think this might be? Exactly. The positive results of one set of survey data may cause negative results in another set, as each survey is sent to a specific target group. Surveys require specialist researchers to compile and analyze them, which cost money. Badly formed surveys usually produce data which is of little use to governments, right?
0: So we are
1: going to look at the construction of these surveys using this system and assess some previous results in terms of accuracy and reliability.
2: Track 10 1. As a result of studying urban communities in large cities, we are now just beginning to understand the effects of new building schemes on creating harmony.
0: 2. As a result of studying urban communities in large cities, we are now just beginning to understand the effects of new building schemes on creating harmony. Track 11. 1.
2: So what we have here is an example of a policing policy which could be responsible for an area's crime statistics. However... It is difficult to say for sure, because this is a new approach, which may require time to provide a clear picture. 2. It's important to remember that demographics are dynamic. By that, I mean that people and places are constantly in a state of change. So don't rely on data that is more than five years old – if you are focusing on urban areas or towns, which have received a recent influx of inhabitants.
0: Track 12. 1.
2: There are many functions of governments, overseeing economic growth and creating policy, to name a few. In this lecture, I'd like to draw your attention to their role in international relations. Often a government's stance on foreign policy can have wide-reaching effects on all the roles a government plays.
1: 2. So, overall, the ingredients to success in business are complex and industry-dependent. As I've just said, there are some elements that all businesses need to survive, things like control over cash flow and, of course, adequate business planning.
2: 3. We're going to leave the pro-examination sectors for now. Opposing this view are many educationalists and primary education. We can see this by looking at the strikes and petitions to governments by primary school teachers.